Hey there. Today's episode is a little bit of a philosophical rambling, if you will. You see, as I've slowly been working on the book, and I emphasize slowly, I keep circling back to how to explain my why. Why am I doing this? Why am I saying the things that I'm saying and writing what I'm writing? Now, being a history nerd, I recently came across the ancient Greek concept of arete, and I have latched onto it ever since. The point of today's episode is to dive into this philosophy just a little bit and some of the finer points around it and how I'm going to apply it here at the Everyday Marksman. Because you're going to see a lot about this in the future. It's going to weave its way into upcoming posts and videos and podcast episodes, information pages and challenges. In all honesty, you're going to get tired of hearing me talk about it. But the end goal is to drive home the idea that the Everyday Marksman is about more than guns, gear, and shooting better. It's about a bigger picture in a better class of citizen. So with that, I want to say welcome to the Everyday Marksman, the podcast where it's all about tactical skills for living a more adventurous life. I'm your host, Matt Robertson. Our website's everydaymarksman.co, and there you're going to find today's show notes as well as our community of awesome marksmen just like you, our articles, podcast episodes, and YouTube channel. And a swag shop. I'll throw that one in there too. So when you go by the website, be sure to hit that big green subscribe button, get on the email list. That way I can let you know when I've got new stuff coming out. All right, on to the meat of today's episode. Let's talk about Arate. First off, for all I know, I am mispronouncing this. So hey, if you are a Greek historian and you know better than me, let me know I'm saying it wrong before I look look like an idiot for everybody else. But I've been saying Arate. I think that's right. And there are a lot of ways to view this ancient phrase. Some historians translated it to mean virtue, but that's not really complete. There's newer interpretations that say that it's best thought of as a way to describe someone's excellence. Specifically, it's excellence around a series of traits and characteristics that are valuable to the citizen warriors of ancient Greece. Citizen warriors, citizen soldiers, militiamen, minutemen, you get, you get the connection, Right. Now, one book I've been reading on this topic discussed the connection to the ancient Greek word of aristos, meaning best. And it's also the root of modern words like aristocrat and aristocracy. Now, in this sense, you could think arete is meaning a state of bestness for yourself, though not necessarily the best overall. Another book, uh, Liddell and Scott's Greek-English lexicon, described arete this way. Generally, arete means goodness, excellence of any kind, especially in manly qualities, manhood, valor, and prowess. Now, for my purposes, I key in on this definition and refer to Jack Donovan's tactical virtues of masculinity from the way of men, strength, courage, mastery, and honor. To say that you have arete is saying that you demonstrate excellence in each of these qualities, particularly in service of a greater good than yourself. There's an important element to that definition I want to say again, to demonstrate. Arate is not something that you just believe about yourself like some sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh no, the Greeks did not put a whole lot of stock in how people felt about themselves on the inside. Instead, it's about how others perceive you based on your behaviors and your actions. Emphasize behaviors and actions. Just as today, I've said this many times, owning the tools and implements of a skilled warrior alone only show that you have means and resources, not that you yourself are also skilled. You must demonstrate your arete, demonstrate your excellence to the world from moment to moment throughout life. 
And to achieve this, the Greeks had another word, agon. Let's talk about the great contest, if you will. Agon, which again, apologies if I'm mispronouncing this, this is my best guess, is the root word of things like agony or antagonist and protagonist, the hero and villain who are caught in a struggle against each other. So the word agon means struggle or contest. In modern life, your personal agon, your personal struggle, takes a lot of forms. It's the weight that you're working under at a gym that you're struggling against. It's the competition that you're competing against to win a match. It's the life issues that hold you back from committing to a dry fire routine, success with your job, or even winning against that negative voice in your head. Agon is your life struggle, the life contest. This concept can run as deep as you want to make it, but the point is that your ability to overcome these struggles is what defines your excellence. It's how you demonstrate your excellence. You may not always win the Agon, at least not today. In a competition, others who are training harder or have more natural skill may carry the day. In the gym, you may fail to lift the weight for that new PR. Life may simply just throw too much at you right now, and that's fine. That's how you know the contest is worthy, and yet you must continue to struggle against it. Demonstrating arte does not demand that you always win. It does, however, mean that you continue the contest and you seek to become the best possible version of yourself. Now, when I was trying to think about how to talk about this, I, I must have written and rewritten this particular episode a dozen times. In the process of doing that, I came across a poem I'm going to share with you by Douglas Malick called Good Timber, and I think it sums up a lot of the concept here. <clears throat> In my reading voice on, the tree that never had to fight for sun and sky and air and light but stood out in the open plain and always got its share of rain, never became a forest king, but lived and died a scrubby thing. The man who never had to toil to gain and farm his patch of soil, who never had to win his share of sun and sky and light and air, never became a manly man, but lived and died as he began. Good timber does not grow with ease. The stronger wind, the stronger trees. The further sky, the greater length. The more the storm, the more the strength. By sun and cold, by rain and snow, in trees and men good timbers grow. Where thickest lies the forest growth, we find the patriarchs of both. And they hold counsel with the stars, whose broken branches show the scars of many winds and much strife. This is the common law of life. So how do we apply this concept to ourselves and to the everyday marksman? For most of us who don't have a professional need around shooting and fitness, our primary agon is against ourselves. The struggle is against the voice in our heads telling us to quit. It's the temptation to take the easier path of skipping training, to take immediate gratification over long-term success, and seeking comfort over difficulty. I suppose the point that I'm driving at is that if we want to pursue arate, then we must choose the path of intentional hardship. We must do the harder thing and do it voluntarily. For my purposes, this drives two things that I'll weave throughout the fabric of the everyday marksman. The first is something that I've always done and will continue to do. 
which is emphasizing skills over hardware. Equipment is important, for sure, but it's the easiest part of the excellence equation, and it's only one corner of our pyramid of performance, which we talked about a little while ago. If you don't remember, the pyramid of performance is a four-sided pyramid with each corner. One corner is equipment, physical capability, technique, and a mindset. Come back to that in a second. Now, most of our time in this pyramid should go to mastering our technique and our physical capabilities. Doing this requires that we set performance targets for ourselves and then relentlessly pursue them. So what targets do we set? Look, while I can offer somewhat arbitrary standards to aim for, and that's the purpose of the marksman challenges and the minimum capable standards, But the real answer is that you should select targets that are more challenging than your current capability. And once you best yourself, you strive to do it again. It's a constantly moving set of targets. And the struggle to achieve them is the agon. And someday you may find that the struggle is too great, but struggle you must. From time to time, go out and test yourself against others. This is the role of organized competition or even unorganized competition. But the point is go compete with someone else. Getting your draw time down to a personal best in the comfort of your own home is one thing, but you'll never know how it rates against others until you show up and test it against them. There's nothing like competing against someone else to give you that extra hit of motivation to reach that next level. As John Simpson said, I don't remember if I left it in the interview, but I'll I'll, I'll quote it again here. There are no world records that were made on a track running by yourself. It's always in the context of the other runner is right there in the corner of your eye pushing you to run that much faster. So let's apply this to mindset. Coming back to that fourth corner of our pyramid, mindset. I said that most of our time should go towards mastering our technique and our physical capabilities. So how do we improve our mindset in the pyramid? As far as I'm concerned, the mindset part of the pyramid is how you view yourself and your abilities. Lanny Basham, author of With Winning in Mind, taught us this, that your performance will never exceed what you believe you can do. So if you do not believe you are capable of excellence, then you will not perform with excellence. The role of the Agon is teaching you what you are capable of. The more you struggle and succeed on the path to mastery, the more you understand and believe what you are truly capable of achieving. Likewise, the more that you demonstrate your arte, especially against others, the more powerful your mindset becomes. So to close this one out, consider this. The thing that separates the best and most respected people in life is not necessarily their natural gifts. Instead, it's their persistence in applying those gifts towards a greater cause. It's an ironclad mindset to pursue excellence in whatever way that they could. This is the challenge I present to you. We are all given gifts and abilities. Some people will have a natural talent to excel in some areas. Wherever you are in life and whatever cards you have been dealt by fate, consider, continue to stay in the game and pursue your personal arte. Seek to challenge yourself, choose hardship and develop that ironclad will to succeed. You never know when others someday will then look to you as inspiration in difficult times. 
And with that, I'm going to say thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you don't mind these kind of sideways rants I go on from time to time, but this one was interesting enough to me. I just wanted to share it with you. Come on by the website. Tell me your thoughts, everydaymarksman.co. You can leave a comment for me and hit that big green subscribe button. With that, thanks for listening, and I will catch you next time.